Welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast, where we offer solutions to the obstacles you face when it comes to achieving your health and fitness goals. As a married couple who's lost a combined weight of 100 kilograms and 11 clothes sizes, our raw, real, and relatable stories will show you the path you must walk to achieve, and more importantly, maintain the results you know you can reach, because we know it works. So get ready to share the success and show the results with your hosts, Matt and Courtney. Raw, real, and relatable. What do you think about our intro, Courtney? Are we raw, real, and relatable? Yeah. All right. Welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast, where we are raw, real, and relatable. I don't know if we can judge if we're relatable. That's for others to judge, but we can definitely judge the other two. Okay. So, welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast, where we are raw, real, and, well... Hopefully relatable. We would love to be relatable, I suppose you tell us. Mm. We are rolling through our seventh season, otherwise yes. known as season seven. Some people call it that. <laughs> With me is my awesome life partner. That's me. Courtney. We're here to talk about consistency. Yes. A word that is maybe almost overused in how much it's thrown around, but in actual practice, real consistency is very rare. In fact, one might say it is as rare as a unicorn that shits nuggets of gold. Wow. Okay. Just my thoughts on that one? Yeah. So we're here to have a discussion about, well, I mean, the, the title says it, doesn't it? Consistency. Why consistency matters. That's the one. So we're going to give you the breakdown of what it means to us. Mm. Then we're going to give you and edumacate you, because that's just how we get down. Wow. On how to spot inconsistencies through how we spot them working with our own clients. Yes. And then we'll give some tips on how to build it for yourself. Yes, we will. Because that's just what we do. Yes, it is. So let's go. All right. Open with a question, what does consistency mean to you? Mm. So to us, I think we can agree, Courtney, it isn't what you do all of the time. No. All the time is kind of like chasing perfection, which is not exactly realistic no you'd probably say consistency isn't what you do some of the time in fact that's actually (laughs) inconsistency yes good way to put it reasonable Mm -hmm. can we agree courtney that consistency is what you do the overwhelming majority of the time yes i think that that's a good distinction okay from yeah some of the time it has to be yeah inconsistency yeah <laughs> overwhelming majority of the time yes you'd agree with that yeah i don't think you know you could never say all the time because that would be perfection well it's, um, it's also perfection but all the time doesn't take into account that sometimes in life shit happens yeah and like curveballs get thrown things go pear shaped again shit happens in life yeah but you can still be considered consistent um, through those times. So, of course, can be. Yeah, I definitely think that describing it that way, 
the overwhelming majority of the time, I think it's it's perfect. It's perfect. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Well, then, would you agree that inconsistency is one of the single biggest killers of a successful weight loss journey? Yes. I mean, I I kind of go as far as to say, without it, it's not going to go well for very, very long. No. Yeah, would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I think we might start with some examples here, Courtney. I'm sure you can add some sort of personal insight into this because we've, we've all started like this. Like This is unfortunately all too common. Yeah. So if you're listening, um, I'd, I'd say stop after this sounds familiar, but you can't. So I'll ask, does this sound familiar? Yes. You might think to yourself, I've had enough. It's time for a change. I'm, I'm back in the gym on Monday. I'm going to, you know, get rid of the junk food on Monday. I'm going to start eating good food on, on Monday. Monday. Yeah. And you might go hard for a week or two. Uh, but you can't quite keep it up and then you just go off the rails for another week. And then the week after that or a couple of weeks after that, you might be saying, you know, 50-50, like, oh, yeah, I made a couple of my training sessions and, oh, yeah, I, I ate breakfast on a couple of days and don't ask about the others. And then the week after that might be another 100% week. Oh, I've nailed everything. And then another drop-off after that. I mean, hmm that is a classic sort of a general example of an inconsistent approach with this. It's not quite all or nothing. Mm. It's hodgepodge. It's all over the shop. Yeah. You know, it's just a, I think the technical term is clusterfuck. Yeah. And lack of focus, you know, all, all of those. Yeah. Into it. Yeah. So I think, I think what we'll do, Courtney, is let's break this down. Mm-hmm. Into how how we look to how we can spot and how you in turn listening can spot in more subtle ways when a person is is struggling with consistency, mm-hmm. because the example I just gave is a pretty big, broad overview of what you know what it could be, but there can be more subtle things because the thing is, as someone gets more advanced with this, uh, inconsistency can look a little bit different. You know, so we're going to break this down <coughs> with, in terms of the the fundamentals that we push and coach all of our clients towards achieving when they work with us. The same fundamentals that we practice, it's what we do. Yeah. It's, you live it. I mean, you want to eventually live it. That's how you get really good at this. But yeah, you know, we, we live these things. So the three... Basic fundamentals when we are working with clients are all about establishing consistency with three things. Training, otherwise known as exercise. Mm-hmm. Meal prepping, otherwise known as cooking. Yeah. And accountability, otherwise known as a fucking chore that is essential to progress. Yes. Yes. Reasonable? Reasonable. So let's start with, with training, Courtney. Yes. In terms of looking to spot, you know, what, how can you see inconsistencies? Yeah. With this, so let's say you you might go to the gym and do what three 
in theory, three weight sessions a week. Mm-hmm. So on one week, you know, I, I might I'll, I've done legs on Monday. I've done my my push session, so like you know, bench press, shoulder press, that sort of stuff, on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then on Saturday, I've done the pull session. You know, rowing, lap pull downs, bicep curls. Yeah. Then the week after, though, oh well, you know, I'll, I really don't feel like it on Monday doing legs. I might just do it on Wednesday instead. Um, and rather than doing my push session on the Thursday, oh. You know, I'm just too busy, I'm too tired, I'll just go on Saturday and then uh, see if I can squeeze the last one in there on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, but then potentially the week after that, you might be doing things on different days again and maybe even miss a session or two. Yeah, easy to lose track. Well, that is, you know, classic inconsistency in that regard. Now, the thing is, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, like, you know, this won't work unless you can rigidly stick to a routine 100%. That's not realistic either because sometimes in life things can get in the way and sometimes in life shit happens. Yes. Yeah? And that's okay. Well, that's, that, that's how it is. Mm. But, but these things tend to happen from time to time. If it's like an inconsistency – where someone is all over the shop week to week to week to week. Now, that's called a pattern. That is definitely called a pattern, and it becomes easy to spot because, well, if if you're keeping track of what you're doing and keeping track of, say, your your training sessions, when you're going, et cetera, and you start to look at things over a a longer-term period of time, like even over the course of like three, four, five, six weeks – you can spot this a mile away. Mm. Like you can just see it. So we have uh, with our with what we do with our clients, Courtney, those accountability charts. They fill out each week that says, you know, like you know, on on Monday I did weights or I did cardio or I went you know went for a walk or whatever. Um, Tuesday this, Wednesday this, etc. All through the week. You look at those over a a longer period of time, and you can spot the inconsistency because, like, on this week they've done this. This week, the next week's totally different. Yeah. The week after that's totally different, and there's no established pattern that you can see. Mm. That is classic training inconsistency. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. <clears throat> what about meal prepping inconsistency? How do you how do you spot it with this? Because I think I think one of the big ones with meal prepping inconsistency is not just when you get to the meal prepping. So it's not just the cooking part, as you say, Matt. It's also the you've actually got to go and buy the food. Planning. So it's the planning you part. You start with it? planning, yeah. Yeah. then shopping, then preparing. Um, so there's stages to it. So if you're inconsistent with your shopping, then you're not going to be able to meal plan, um, prep. Absolutely. Well, so, it's part of it too, isn't it? Yeah. So if you're inconsistent with your even your planning stage, so you're inconsistent with what days you're going to do your food shopping or when you're going to get that in or how many days a week you think you might have to do it. What are you going to cook? <laughs> like what recipes do you want to make? If you're inconsistent with that planning, then everything is going to flow downhill from there because you're not going to shop on the right days. You might not realise you've run out of food until it's too late and then you just 
don't want to do it, and then you get takeaway. There's a massive flow-on effect from you're on, there. You're on the back foot straight away Yeah, with yep. that. So that's one of the big meal prepping consistencies, I think, when people – you can tell that people aren't planning what they're doing. Oh, you can spot when they're not planned. Yeah. Like it's – you do this long enough and it's it, – yeah, it's not hard to see. Yeah. But, you know, so Courtney's given an example of meal prepping inconsistency of poor planning. Yes. That is the first sign. Uh, someone's just winging it. Yes. You know, so, okay, you got that. Um, how does that look uh, as an example, right? Well, you might have it where, okay, well, last week I planned and shopped and prepared thoroughly and it got me through the entire week. Mm. Hey, high five, well done. Our advice would be go do that again. Mm. Just repeat that, right? However, what happens is the following week, oh, well, I only prepped up to three days for that week and then the remaining four days I just sort of grazed as I went along. Winged it. Winged it. That's correct. Um, but then the, the, the following week after that, well, I only, I only prepped for the first three meals of the day and then once I got through to the afternoon and dinner, it was just whatever, whatever was close at hand, a.k.a. rule of proximity. Mm. But then the week after that, though, I was 100%. <laughs> I was 100%. <laughs> And then don't ask about the week after that. No. I'd rather, I, I don't want to talk about the bad things. Yeah. But the week I did 100%, I was so proud of myself. I'm going to show you everything that I did for that week. How good am I? Amazing. The, the, week, the week after? Uh, yeah, no. Not so good. We don't talk about, we don't talk about the bad We're things. We don't talk about it. We don't it. talk about the bad things. So, again, there's inconsistency here. Yeah. It's not an established pattern from week to week to week to week. It's not a routine. Yeah. Because consistency is a routine, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. What about accountability? Now, before I get too much into this, I'll be the first person to say accountability is not fun. No. For some people, the meal prep side of things can be fun. Some people love being in the kitchen. I'm not one of them. I fucking hate it. Mm. It still gets done. That doesn't mean I enjoy it. For most people, the training is and the exercise is fun because we're conditioned to think that's all that's all we need. Yeah. We do this and we'll change. Obviously, there's more to it. Well, maybe not obviously. There's more to it than that. But generally, generally you'll find people will gravitate towards being more consistent with the things they enjoy doing. Mm. Right? So anyway, point I'm getting towards is accountability. I don't think I've worked with with many clients ever that have said, oh, I love filling out these meal records. I love tracking all this stuff. No, it fucking sucks. It's because it it feels, and it it is, this is the thing, it's not an instant gratification. You don't get an immediate reward from doing that. Like if you, you go to a training session, it's immediate feedback. Like I'm sweating buckets. I feel good. Yeah. And I'm sore, but gee, I'm, I just feel a sense of accomplishment and wow. Yeah. So it, there's that immediate feedback. You even can get that. And even I get that. Despite the fact I don't like cooking, I get immediate feedback because it's like, well, hey, I got a bench full of pre-prepared meals here going into the fridge. Yeah. I'm fucking done. Yep. See you in like three days, four days, five <laughs> days for the next round. Like you beauty. 
accountability, there is no immediate reward. It's just like, I recorded this stuff. I sent it through. It's so tedious. Yeah. So I just want to say, like, hey, it isn't exactly the, the glamorous part, but it is, however, um, secretly or maybe not so secretly, accountability is the most important part of the entire coaching process. Mm-hmm. If you're working with a trainer or working with a coach to help you, you know, achieve some pretty important goals to yourself, if there's no accountability, like, we're done. Yeah. The, the whole process is being subverted because you can't progress no. what someone is doing. You're also not going to pick up on the inconsistencies. Well, we, from our perspective, we can't. No. And if we can't, the client's got no effing chance. Oh, no chance. <laughs> None. Because the self-awareness isn't there. Correct. Like a, a good coach or good coaches can pick up on a person's inconsistencies very easily because they do it for a living and they're paying attention to this stuff every single week. And as we've spoken about before, Matt, we as humans have selective memory when it comes to this sort of thing oh, by default. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're only going to remember the things, certain things that we want to remember. So without that accountability there, you won't be able to pick up on the other two we just spoke about. You won't be able to pick up on the training inconsistencies or the meal prep inconsistencies. Obviously couldn't agree more. Uh, it's just it, it prevents improvements in self-awareness yep. and, and hinders the ability to have real self-reflection and analysis and really assess your strengths and weaknesses yep. with this. So it's like if, if someone asked me, like, you know, what is it if if you're paying a lot of money to work with a coach or a trainer, but the client isn't being accountable or if what's actually worse than that, if the coach doesn't offer or provide or encourage or require their client to be accountable, to me, this just means all you're doing is paying for a very expensive training program. Mm. And if you want a, if you want a training program, just a workout plan, jump on YouTube or Instagram and you get one for free. Mm. Don't pay a coach thousands of dollars to not be accountable. Yep. That just means you're getting the world's most expensive PDF file or spreadsheet. <laughs> Fucking, you can get them for free. Agreed? Yes. So, now that we've got that out of the way, what does accountability inconsistency look like? As it so happens, we have some examples here in front of us. Yes. So, one week, you might be very diligent and you record everything as you go along. And if you record everything as you go along, this is called real-time recording. Mm-hmm. This, this allows for maximum accuracy. Yeah. So if you record as you go along, real-time recording, you can record with literally 100% accuracy. Now, what do I mean by real-time recording? Well, let's say you just uh, you just ate lunch and had um, maybe a cup of coffee with it. And the moment you, f- you finish the meal and you've put the coffee down because you finished it, you've recorded or typed or whatever it might be, written, you know, you've recorded exactly what you just had. At this specific time, I had this meal that had this ingredients and I had a this size coffee with these ingredients. Kind of hard to fuck that up. Yeah. Right? So with real-time recording, 100% accuracy is possible. 
But yeah, it's tedious because you're doing it as you go along. And again, there's no feedback. I get that, but it is what it is. Sorry. Okay, but then, so you've you've had this week where you've been you've been ultra diligent. You've done this. All right, great. Well done. High five. Our advice would be do it again like that the next the next week, please. Yes. But the next week, you you know what? You're just too busy. Yeah. Ah, oh, fucking work. Oh, you know the usual bullshit we tell ourselves, and you decide that this week. All you're going to do is just record through what what you remember at the end of the week. I'll get to Friday or I'll get to Saturday or I'll get to Sunday and I'll, okay, what did I have on Monday? Oh, well, I, I had breakfast. Um, it was around I think eight. I think I think it was around, yeah, I think it was around eight, um, eight or eight, eight. I might just put eight to nine in that hour block somewhere. Um, I had, uh, I had an omelette. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> the thing is, with with that type of recording by memory, I am of the opinion at best, at absolute best, you may get 30% accuracy. Mm. Maybe. Generously. Like I'm, I may be overstating even by saying 30%, but you know what? I might spot someone an extra 5%, 10% because they, <laughs> they, might, they might have a better memory of the day they just had. Yeah, yep. You know? Um, but then the week after, the week after this, you're back onto it because you're not quite so busy and, you know, you're recording again in real time, but you've gotten a bit lazy with your detail. So the information that you're giving is missing um, a lot of sort of context and nuance and you're giving the bare essentials. Mm-hmm. So it might be, if someone's recording in real time, you can usually tell because like, you know, if they had breakfast, they didn't have breakfast at seven o'clock they had breakfast at 706 a.m <laughs> yes and then then their next meal might have been 10 23 a.m where if someone's starting to get a bit slack with the details it might be 6 a.m omelette 9 a.m smoothie 12 a.m 12 p.m sandwich 3 p.m handful of almonds 6 p.m steak and veg 9 p.m Massive packet of Tim Tams. <laughs> Love Tim Tams. What I'm getting at, of course, is that no actual human eats like that. No, it's very robotic. No actual human eats at 6, 9, 12, 3, 6, 9. No. We don't. Can I also just mention, if you live overseas, Tim Tams is a amazing chocolate biscuit that we have here in Australia. And if you can ever get your hands on them, highly recommend it. One might say a little too amazing. Yep. <laughs> anyway, point I'm Sorry. getting point I'm getting at is this this you've gone from one week I'm recording as I go along, I'm getting hundred percent accuracy. The next week I'm too busy, I'll do it by memory. The week after I'll I'll record as I go along, but I'll just do the bare minimum. I'll just, you know, scratch a few notes in there and hope that my coach can interpret what the fuck I'm saying. Yes. They can't. They can't. Just a little hint. So this is this is clearly, you know, building inconsistency. And then what happens is you might just go missing for the next month and it's actually submit no and record nothing and submit nothing. Yeah. Um, which is a problem, obviously, because it makes it impossible to accurately, effectively coach someone. Yeah. It also, in this whole example that you've just painted this picture, Matt, is that, 
it also makes this impossible to gauge progress. Well, you, you can't you, – you are a 1,000% correct. You can't see a person's improvements at their routines. No, because literally every month it's different. Mm-hmm. It's different level of detail. It's different style of detail. It's different style of recording. It's not recording anything. Um, so, yeah, you can't progress. You know, you as a coach, you can't give your clients – something more or something different because you don't know that month what they're doing. You're not making an informed decision. Yeah. It's not like, okay, I see you've been doing this. You're now ready for the next yes, step. Correct. If this is the thing, if they um I'm glad you brought that up, Courtney, because you might look at it where you're working with a coach and there's no real accountability with what you're doing with them and they just decide out of the blue one week, oh you know what? I want you to do some extra training sessions this week. Okay, what's that based on? Yeah. Is it based on information you've got from your client? If it isn't, you're fucking guessing. Yeah. And if the coach is guessing, yeah. we're all done. Yeah. It's over. It's a hot mess. It is indeed a hot mess. <laughs> okay. So the thing is as well, I just want to mention um, just another point on the importance, like, again, accountability, not a glamorous thing. Mm-hmm. But when you're actually working with a coach, that's what you're paying for. Yeah. The 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 training plan, the workout plan, I mean, they, they can be knocked up, honestly. If anyone, know, if anyone knows halfway what they're doing, you can knock up an effective training program literally in like 60 seconds. I think we've spoken on this podcast several times about our own training plans and you could just copy them. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not, it's not Most hard. people talk about their training programs. It's not hard to find one. <laughs> no. Like we can we can share ours. Yeah. Like if someone, if you're listening, want my training program? Yeah, just, just email, let us know. Email us podcast at theweightlosspodcast dot com. I'll send you my training program. Yeah, doesn't mean you can actually do it. No, or do it consistently. If you want to see it, go for your life. Yeah. Like it's we don't we don't charge people for training programs like that. It's the same thing though with um with meal prepping. Like yes, we encourage the clients to meal prep because without it, like that's the next factor in how you're going to change or not. Yeah. But when you're actually paying money to be guided by someone, it's the accountability that is the guidance. Yeah, it's the accountability and it's the learning and the skills to be able to do it better. Absolutely. But the thing is with um, with those skills, there's certain requirements yeah. out there where, well, I know for me, like I'm obviously very confident with what I do. And if someone says to me, you know, are you the best at what you do? Yes, a fucking thousand percent I am. But, 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 even like I've been doing this for a long time, a very long time. I wouldn't back my skills to overcome working with someone who's not accountable. Mm, no. I ain't that fucking good. No. That, if, I, if I have the information that I need, we can turn shit into sugar. Mm. Yep. Easily. So anyway, point is that that inconsistency, especially when you're working with a coach with accountability, the whole process melts down mm. because then you are literally treading water. Now, unfortunately, I'm going to say something very blunt here, but it is the truth. It's another way to put this. Most people are total strangers to what true consistency actually is because it takes time to build that up. Yes. Right? And again, I'm not going to sit here and say it's easy, but you know what? Like 
there's work involved with this. So we just, you know, okay, most people are Australian use the consistency. Well, let's go through some some sort of benefits here, Courtney. Like what what does consistency actually give you? What are the perks of building consistency? Well, I'll start with the first one. Mm-hmm. It creates routine. Yes. The brain, something we spoke about a while ago on the, um, the two-parter we did a few years ago, Courtney, on the habit loop. Yes. And building habits. The brain is seeking habits or routine on a daily basis because it actually helps the brain with energy conservation. Yes. Um, so consistency helps to create that routine. Yeah, I yeah, and I think off that, the the next point is to make is that it also creates a sense of control and stability, and I think that feeds off what you just said. Um, so consistency creates cr- control and and stability and a sense of um, comfort. Mm. So I think when consistency is done right, obviously you get. In, you make patterns. You just said the habit loop. You're you're creating habits. You're creating patterns, and definitely, then you know week to week, where what is expected of you, where you're expected to go, what you're expected to do. Well, it also gets easier because because you're establishing that routine and those patterns, and you said Courtney, it creates a sense of control and stability. That helps more than we can say, mm. because with that sense of control and stability, and you mentioned Courtney, a sense of comfort. Uh, with that comes confidence. Yeah, confidence. Like, hey, yeah. I'm I'm doing this. I'm taking action. Mm. I'm taking repeated action. Can't, I, I can't undersell how big a deal that is and how like it's almost like a mental relief to be like, oh, I'm moving forward. Yeah, yeah. And it feels, you know, that sense of control with it as well. Like it's... Oh yeah. To me, to me, it's a it's a mental health win mm. to just feel like like, hey, I'm you know, again, I'm taking action, I'm in charge of my routine, I'm I'm ticking off boxes and checking boxes as I go as I go along. And I think it's important when we talk about that to reflect on what you said at the start of the episode, Matt, which is the difference between inconsistency is doing something some of the time to consistency, which is doing something the overwhelming majority of the time, mm. right? So we're not talking about perfection. We're not talking about 100% of the time. Yeah. So having that sense of control and stability also allows you to cope when shit hits the fan, when maybe yeah. something goes wrong in your week, when there's a worldwide pandemic and the gyms close, when, you know, insert something here, when there's a produce shortage, you know, we've been through a lot of, just in the last two years, we've been through a lot of um, times where we couldn't control our environment around us. We couldn't control the week that we had. Mm. We couldn't control sometimes the planning of our meals like we usually would and we had to pivot and we had to work in with that. That, let alone just the usual shit that happens, you know, sick family members, children, uh, work, work yeah. you know, insert problem here. That's, you know, that's even without touching on that. So, yeah. you know... We're not talking about 100%. Shit's going to happen. Stuff is going to happen out of order. You need to pivot. You need to change things up. And having creating that sense of control and stability will give you, as you said just before, the confidence to be able to do that. 
I suppose it's a confidence in being adaptable. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't it? And being yep. like, well, you know what? And whatever the situation might be, I've got to roll with roll with the punches. Yeah. And well, I've done it before. I can do it again. I'll just, you know, as you said, the word you use, Courtney, is pivot, and just slightly adjust my routine. So that's why a, a massive benefit of, of building consistency is confidence yeah. in yourself and your ability to kind of stay on track. Yes. No matter what. Yes. You know, and be able to roll with those punches. Another benefit of consistency is that, simply put, it allows for things to be accurately tracked and measured. Yeah. So by accurately tracked and measured, I mean so your your training performance can be even. Because I mentioned before when we spoke about training inconsistency, one of the massive drawbacks of that is your performance can be all over the shop. Mm. Like, oh, I feel weaker on this exercise this week. Yeah, that's because you've got two days less recovery time than last time. <laughs> You know, or um, I feel like insanely strong and I feel incredible. Um, yeah, you had a massive gap between your sessions compared to last time. Like it's just very uneven and all, and all over the place. And it can be a bit confusing Yeah, with that. And so it it's not, it's not this is the magic word, it's not consistent. Mm-hmm. Your performance is not consistent, which means, you know, your recovery is not consistent. Um, also means that when you're, if so, you're looking to track, say, what you're eating, like you're not tracking your habits, are you? If you're inconsistent, so being building a building an ability to be consistent will allow you to accurately track and measure everything you're doing. Yeah, the entire process, training, meal prep, accountability, and it allows you, if you know, if you're comfortable with what you're doing, or your coaches to go cool. You've got this in place. Well done. High five. You're an absolute legend. Now you're ready for the next step. And that decision is not made on guesswork. It's made because things have been accurately tracked and measured. Yeah, progression can't happen unless you you know it's time to do it. Otherwise, you're just setting yourself up for failure. No, exa- exactly. So if you being able to sort of track and measure what someone's doing, you can then tweak, adjust, improve, fine-tune, progress yeah. what they're doing because, you know, for people to have a, a successful path through this, you have to be able to progress the things that they're doing. Yeah. Like when someone first starts, they've got to sort of learn how to be a good beginner with things. But they get if someone's good enough to get past that, well, they go to intermediate concepts, then past that is advanced. Yeah. And I think if you're working with a trainer then or some sort of coach, mm. then – this is essential not only for your tra- your coach or trainer, but also for yourself. Because yes, you are then tracking and you're measuring things to pass on to your coach, but it's also allowing you to see patterns and for you to pick up things. Because remember what we've always said, these lessons are supposed to be teaching you how to do this yourself for the rest of your life. Self-awareness, isn't it? So this is not just, if you have a coach or a trainer, don't look at the tracking and measuring side of this as just for them, you know, also look at it for you. It's a learning tool for you because you're then going to be able to gain that confidence, gain that control. Yeah, you nailed the shit out of that. Um, So I said before as well that uh, consistency creates confidence in yourself and what you're doing, but from that it creates momentum. Yeah, that's massive. So the momentum is needed to get on a roll with this. So a roll with this can can uh, getting on a roll and building momentum can come in different forms. 
So in the gym, it could be I'm I'm getting stronger. I'm, I'm routinely getting stronger or I'm routinely improving my my range of motion. I'm getting routinely better at certain exercises I'm doing because, you know, I'm consistent and I'm practicing mm. them. In terms of meal prep, getting on a roll and getting momentum with meal prep can, can mean or it can manifest itself. It doesn't take you as long. Mm. So when you first start meal prepping, like, holy fuck, I've spent my whole Sunday doing this bullshit. I know. So fucking long. Six months later, it's all done in three hours, and that includes the shopping trip. Yes. You know, you get better at what you're doing. You definitely do. Through repetition and practice. So that's a benefit of consistency with that. And as Courtney was just talking about, when it comes to accountability, the benefit of that long-term is that you develop the ability to look at things the way your coaches do and develop the eye for things the way your coaches have. That is necessary long-term for you to be able to keep any result you get. Yeah, well, it's building experience. It's building experience, but building knowledge. Like, hey, yeah. you know, these, these are my strengths. These are my weaknesses. This, you know, this is how I respond in certain situations. This is my sleep patterns. This is my, my default go-to when I'm stressed. I do this or I do that. Yeah. Um, it, it allows you to, to see things from an objective macro view yes looking at things rather than just you know almost being a slave to your emotions day to day to day yeah i agree okay so you've got where it creates momentum but the thing is from that it then gives you experience yeah yeah comes after yeah now if someone were to ask me i think you might I'd like to know if you actually agree with this wifey um the only reason you and I know anything worth a damn about this is not because of any of the courses we've done, not because of any textbooks that we've read. It's because of what we've done ourselves, mm. how we've lived it. Would you agree? Yes. Is there a better teacher than experience? Because I don't think there is. No, I don't think so. You learn more from experience, and I'll, I'll swear black and blue mm. until I'm in the ground one day. You'll learn more from experience and just doing it repeatedly than you ever will from a textbook, a course, a podcast, even listening to us. Like you'll learn more through doing this than you will from ever jumping on Spotify or whatever and listening to me and Courtney waffle on about this shit. Well, just look at our past clients. Mm-hmm. Well said. Because the experience is what makes it stick. Yes. And that's how you remember things. So, you know, like obviously, you know, well, maybe not obviously, but Courtney and I have done, well, we're like a 170-something podcast episodes now. Like even I've lost count, you know. Mm. And if you listen to all of our podcasts, like if you binge all of our podcasts over the course of like a month, I reckon maybe you retain 5% of what we say. Yes. Because that's how the human brain works. If you actually started implementing mm. things that we talk about, your retention percentage will be drastically higher. And it's not because your memory's improved, it's because you're remembering and learning through actually doing it and building experience. Yeah. But consistency is what gives you that experience and it's the only reason why we are halfway decent at what we do. Not because, oh, Matt and Courtney have done 85 different PT courses. Nah. No. We've been living the same shit for years. Yeah. Experience. So 
hey, any more benefits you can think of? Because I think we've been pretty comprehensive there. I think it's pretty comprehensive. All right. Well, let's move on to tips. Tips. So, I feel like we need a jingle for tips. Like, move on to tips, and then there'd be like a jingle. That could be arranged. Don't you reckon? Do you think tips I, need a jingle? I, I can't say I've ever thought of that. Okay. Um, but you know what? I'm, I'm all for ideas. Like, And you know what? If you want it, you got it. Like, tips. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so we're gonna we're just going to move on from that. Um Hashtag awkward, and just moving to tips because we've 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 given you hopefully some pretty useful examples of what is consistency versus inconsistency and why is it important. Now let's let's transition, Courtney. To how do you get it? How do you actually do it, mate? <laughs> like, okay, cool. You've told me why it's so good. How do I fucking do it? Okay, how do cool. I get it? Let's do this. Um, would you like to read out the first tip, or shall I? I can. Accept the fact that consistency is essential to not just getting a great result, but keeping it. It's one it's one of the costs of success, yes. So it's the keeping it and approving upon it. So I think you touched on it before, Matt. It's the, uh, the habit loop sort of mentality. So you've got to... Um, You've got to just acknowledge the fact that it's needed and then work on it repeatedly well, to keep co- it, improve it, and... This is this is one of... Consistency is one of those things where it, it may sound rote, it may sound a little bit boring, but you know what? We don't make the fucking rules. Mm. It is what it is. You, As you said, Courtney, it's essential. Like, we've got essential here on our Word document in all caps. Yes, I should have screamed it. You still can. Nah. But we've got it in all caps for a reason. It is indeed essential. Essential. You don't you don't have to like it. No. But you do have to accept it. And as Courtney said, it is indeed one of the costs of success. Yes. And the thing is, as you said, Courtney, it's it's essential to not just getting a great result, but keeping it and improving it upon it. Because honestly, most people are great at losing weight and they're fucking shit at keeping it off. Yeah. Shit. And often they're shit at keeping it off because either they can't sustain what they did to get the result and or they no longer are consistent. Might, someone might get to a place of like, oh, you know, like I feel pretty good, I look pretty good, and all of a sudden their consistency just goes down the gurgler. Mm. And what's going to follow that? Things start to slip a little bit. All right, the next tip I want to give is question to be asked okay, do you have a reason to build and strive towards creating consistency and maintaining it? Because it requires work. Yes. It requires work and effort, honestly, daily, weekly, monthly, and as I'm learning myself, and I have learned, yearly. Well, you've also touched on the fact that you're not going to like it. So... It you're, also you like what it does. You also then have to. It means though that you have to really strong reason why you want to do it. Well, it, well, it comes down to your reason for change. Yes. Do you have the reason to push beyond your comfort zone and ask for more from yourself? Because building consistency really does go back to being prepared to ask for more from yourself. Yes. To hold yourself to a higher standard. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, all too rare, given how many of us are too 
content to settle for mediocrity. Yes. So you need a. It's the same thing we've always said about you know find your why. That's what we're talking about here. Mm. Yeah. It requires the, the the same reason you have for starting this. Is it powerful enough for you to get to the next level and turn what might be you know something I do sometimes or week on week off to no this is what I do. Yeah. This is this. Stop. Well, we're talking about the difference between like a fad and a lifestyle. Mm. Lifestyle is another word that gets thrown around a lot, but you know what? It's actually what this is, what this needs to be. Yeah. So do you have a reason to do that? And that that's a, a hard, confronting question to ask yourself mm. because very often, as I said earlier, with inconsistency, you can trace it back. They haven't got the reason to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Next tip is the three Ps. What? Three Ps. So you go to the bathroom. <laughs> it, it it requires practice. P one. Perseverance. P two. Patience. P two. I know the three Ps. All right. Practice, perseverance, and patience. Again, okay, not exactly glamorous words. No, are they? They're not fun. Not exciting. It's not going on your Instagram. It's just what it is. It is what it is. Um, I agree completely. Uh, the other tip I want to give following on from that is just if you are striving towards building legitimate consistency with this, just be prepared for dips. Yeah. Be prepared for some drop-offs. It's, success is not a linear process. It's not just a, like, oh, I've made the decision. I'm now on the straight path to dominating life. Like that. Sorry. If it was only. If only. Mate, tell me about it. But just be prepared. There will be some drop-offs. Yes. There will be some dips. And guess what? That's normal. That's okay. It's part of how this works. I've had – I consider myself where I'm at now. I consider myself ultra consistent. Not perfect. Because also you don't have to be. But I am ultra consistent. But the amount of dips I've had to get to ultra consistent, fucking countless. But the thing is, though, there's been improvements that have come from that because it's like, well, no, I want to improve. Yeah. I'm not going to settle for dropping off or no. settle for just like, oh, I'm just average or mediocre. Fuck that. Yeah. You know? But again, th- these drop-offs will happen. They're normal. They're okay. They're part of the process. They don't mean you're a failure. It also doesn't necessarily mean you're inconsistent either. So you can still build consistency having these drop-offs. Well, the thing is, I'm glad you said that because consistency in in a form could be how fast you learn to bounce back. Yeah. Yep, there's always lessons to be learnt in consistency and consistency is developed, as you said, Matt, over time with these drop-offs in mind. That's why it's not consistency equals perfection. No, no, no. Well, oh, sorry. This is me playing with the equipment here apparently. Lord, who invited you? (laughs) When the drop-offs occur, Courtney... What do you do? Don't stop. Keep going. Keep going. And get back to your routine as quickly as possible. Yes. Because that that is then, that becomes the definition of consistency. So yeah. you keep going back to a routine. You're building that habit loop. You're, you're getting it done. And you, you need to be able to brush that whatever happened off and be able to move forward and continue to improve. Remember, we're talking about 
keeping it and improving upon it. Can we? Oh, yeah. oh my lord! I'll keep my hands. Invited you. I'll keep my hands down. Can we say consistency builds resilience? Yeah. Yes. Yes, if you do it right, it you should. Because you learn how to bounce back and bounce back fast. Absolutely. It's not It's not that you learn how to not get knocked down. You probably learn how to get up faster. Yes. You agree with that? Yes. And I think, yeah, you mentioned it, Courtney, like ultimately the best tip for building consistency is just don't stop. Yes. Just, just keep going. Just keep going. Put us on repeat. Just, just keep, keep going. going. Oh, God. Now it's starting to go downhill. I think we're done. We're done. Anything else you'd like to add, though, before we wrap up? No, I think we've covered it. Well, uh, once again, we hope you have gotten a lot out of this. Otherwise, it's an hour of your life you're not getting back. Neither are we. Um, So this may be an episode that requires multiple listens, though, to be fair, as well. Um, Anything you want to add there, Courtney, or are we done? No, I don't have anything else to add. Make sure that you're on our Facebook group. So you do have something else to add. Well, we'll wrap this up. Mm-hmm. We wrap it up the same way every week. Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. Make sure you're on our Facebook group. You can email us, podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com if you want Matt's exercise routine, and that's it. Or if you want Courtney's. Or if you want mine. We'll happily share it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. We're done. Hopefully this has helped. If not, I don't know. Blame Matt. Yeah, blame Matt. Everyone else does. See ya. All right, see you soon. Are you ready to share your success? Head over to our website for full access to our show notes, resources based on today's topic, and links to our Facebook group so you can share your story with our hosts and many others out there who are looking to achieve and maintain their health and fitness goals. You can find all that and more exclusively at theweightlosspodcast.com. 